Welcome to the All Things Protest Podcast. I'm Rob Sneckenberg, and I'm joined by my colleagues Olivia Lynch and Christian Curran. On prior podcasts, we've talked about debriefings and the importance of always requesting a debriefing and using it to get as much information as possible in order to enhance your future proposals. Today, we're going to talk about two recent debriefing-adjacent topics. First, Christian's going to cover a development from the FY 2020 NDAA, and second, Olivia will cover a recent development out of GSA. Christian, why don't you kick us off? Thanks, Rob. The FY 2020 NDAA contains new requirements regarding explanations on task order procurements valued between the simplified acquisition threshold and $5.5 million. Specifically, the requirement provides that the agency give offerors a brief explanation as to why the offeror was unsuccessful and that the explanation include a summary of the rationale for award and an evaluation of the significant weaknesses or deficient factors in the offeror's proposal. So essentially, this helps offerors on smaller dollar procurements where a debriefing is not otherwise required get additional information that they could use in the future to improve their proposals. So Christian, does this have any effect on whether or when you can protest under these smaller procurements? No, Rob, and that's a really important point. Just because this requirement for a brief explanation is being implemented, it doesn't change the fact that there are still dollar value thresholds for protesting task orders. At DOD, it's 25 million and civilian agencies, 10 million. But again, it's, it's always good to have more info, but it is important to remember that this doesn't change the protest jurisdictional requirements or thresholds. And I guess it'll be remain to be seen how detailed the quote-unquote brief explanation is. I know that in a lot of FAR subpart 8.4 procurements where a quote brief explanation is required, agencies often don't provide too much information. Here, it seems like there may be some more specific information required since it calls out individually significant weaknesses and deficient factors. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's probably like most debriefings going to vary by agents from agency to agency. But given that they're not changing the threshold requirements for the protests, you may actually see more information be provided because the agency doesn't have to be overly cautious or worried about something it's giving the offeror there coming back on a protest of one of those types of procurements. Thanks, Christian. Olivia, what do we have out of GSA? So not to be confused with debriefings, I'm going to talk about GSA's in-depth feedback through open reporting methods, abbreviated as INFORM. Do you think uh, they called it that just so they could get it to have an acronym of INFORM? I have no basis to say yes, but yes. <laughs> so this is the program GSA rolled out in 2018 and 2019 on a pilot basis where following awards in 50 solicitations, GSA provided additional information to offers that wanted it. And I think the overwhelming feedback that GSA received was everybody likes more information in these circumstances. GSA has expanded the pilot. And so on February 5th, 2020, GSA issued an acquisition letter that basically makes it the policy of GSA under Inform 2.0 that GSA will provide additional information following awards. The acquisition letter is effective immediately, but it doesn't really impose the Inform 2.0 procedures on acquisitions until April 1, 2020. And even then, there's going to be applicability thresholds. 
the Inform 2.0 procedures are going to apply to all Federal Acquisition Services Assisted Acquisition Services procurements for DOD actions that have a total estimated contract value at or above $10 million, and that's including options, as well as FAS FAST procurements for non-DOD actions with a total estimated contract value at or above $100 million, again, including options. There's some exclusions that are written into the acquisition letter. So for the award of federal supply schedules, OASIS contracts, those big procurements where you're going to have multiple award contracts with 10 or more awardees expected, the Inform 2.0 procedures aren't going to apply. There's also the ability for contracting officers to seek exemptions to the use of the Inform 2.0 policies, which are laid out in the acquisition letter. So, Olivia, beyond the exclusions and the exemptions, how does this all interact with the timing or jurisdiction or anything for protesting? It sounds like this is kind of a debriefing, but it still seems like it's a new program. So how does that all interact? So it definitely has the essence of a debriefing. GSA put out guidance on the Inform 2.0 methods, and Appendix B basically runs through the suggested format, who should attend from the agency, what information they should provide and can provide. And that all kind of tracks with how things are done under the FAR 15.506 for post-award debriefings. But at the end of the day, like these are not debriefings, and we would not recommend any contractor at the moment to rely on the Inform 2.0 feedback session as a debriefing that would toll timeliness for a GAO protest. So there's a separate question if a protester is not trying to rely on the requested and required debriefing exception to GAO's timeliness rules, how the Inform 2.0 feedback sessions will kind of interact with the information that an offeror receives in the notice of award for purposes of determining when a protester has knowledge to go to GAO. Because if you're not relying on the requested and required debriefing, the time period is you have to file at GAO within 10 days of when you knew or should have known. And if you're receiving your evaluated pricing, the awardees pricing, ratings, but then you wait a couple of weeks in order to get additional information about underlying those evaluation conclusions, I think there's a real question of whether GAO is going to consider something timely if you go within 10 days of the informed feedback session versus filing within 10 days of the notice of award. As for jurisdiction, I don't think there could be any way that this would impact GAO's jurisdiction over any kind of procurement. But from a debriefing exception standpoint, debriefing exception to the GAO timeliness rules, I think it's a really interesting question that we're going to see case law on. As if that area of law wasn't murky enough. I mean, we have our protest timeline up on the website where We try to give as much guidance as possible about how debriefing can toll the protest clock, when you can file. In the past few years, I mean, I think it's been great developments, the whole enhanced debriefing process out of DOD, this effort by GSA. The more information, the better. But contractors still really need to be very careful about all the timing and when they can request a debriefing, when they can submit questions, when they can get additional information, how all of that affects the protest process. Yeah. And I would just, you mentioned the enhanced debriefing procedures of DOD. Let's compare and contrast how GSA is doing this versus how DOD did it. DOD, the requirement came down from statute. It was implemented by class deviation, and that class deviation specifically called out how it should be read in conjunction with 15.506. 
and FAR Part 33. Whereas this acquisition letter, as far as I know, it's not driven by statute or regulation. Right now, it is solely in like an acquisition policy of GSA. And the guidance on Inform 2.0 has a kind of oblique section that addresses post-Inform 2.0 activities, where it doesn't expressly state whether this would be considered a requested and required debriefing under 4 CFR 21.2 A2, but still it references that section. And so absent GSA somehow indicating an intent to make these feedback sessions required debriefings that can be requested. And then GAO adopting that and allowing these informed feedback sessions to actually count as requested and required debriefings. Contractors should continue to go off of the date of award and if they actually did receive a, a requested and required debriefing. And I guess as the final backstop, if contractors ever have any questions about those timing, consult an attorney, <laughs> feel free to call us. Thank you, Olivia and Christian. That was a very helpful summary of those two recent developments. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to give a call. As always, thanks for listening. The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash allthingsprotest.